You were made to count. You and I were created with a drive of significance. We were designed to have a sense of purpose, to be able to contribute to something greater than ourselves that is a core clue to our identity and personhood. And we all do that in many, many ways as we're creative, as we work, as we think, as we study, as we play. But maybe the most meaningful way that you are made to count is by the impact that you will have on other people. There's nothing else that reproduces that sense that my life has made a difference more than knowing somebody else's life has been enhanced, has been blessed, is better because they were known and loved by me. So that's what I want to talk about for a few minutes today. There is a psychologist and researcher, David Rico, who has made quite a study of how it is that we count in the lives of other people. And he says there are five primary drives or needs or dynamics that are at work in relationships where people are really flourishing. Now, as it happens, all of these begin with the letter A. I know that some of you do not like alliteration. That's just too bad. I didn't make this up. He did. So don't be one of those people whose nicknames start with another letter A. Just receive it and enjoy it. He he says that the first great need that we have is the need for attention, to have somebody notice us, to observe, to Um, watch us closely. When a little child is born with a baby, we do this automatically. She drank three ounces in this feeding. She now weighs nine pounds. It is by paying attention to a baby that they discover that they are a person. And that need is always with us. We live in what is sometimes called the attention economy because there are so many things clamoring for our attention. And it is possible in any given moment to be dimly present or to be eagerly observant and to have a mind that is awake and alive. In my marriage, sometimes when one of us feels like the other one has been talking too much and is just blathering on now, the signal will be the words, blibbity blah, blah, blah. And when those words are spoken, that's a real clear indication, not paying attention anymore. When a organization or a family or a group of people is dysfunctional, What happens is disproportionate attention gets paid to people at the top of the org chart. Jim Collins, who writes a lot about this arena, says that you can tell when an organization is off-center because people down in lower rungs of the organization are more worried about the leader's perception of reality than they are of reality itself. And one of the... um, most remarkable aspects of Jesus is his ability to pay attention to people and the way that he would notice everybody, particularly notice people that other folks would ignore or overlook. That was part of the good news of the reality of the kingdom. He would notice lepers, notice the man that had been born blind from birth, notice little children and said that he wanted them to be brought to him. And one of the promises of Scripture is that our God is a God that pays attention. I love Psalm 121 and the word that occurs over and over. It is watches. The Lord watches over your life. He watches over your coming and your going. So that's the first A, attention. And then that leads to a second A, which is acceptance. Always, when we encounter another person, there is a tiny little charge inside of us of acceptance and blessing, a little orientation of the will that is positive or that is negative towards rejection or exclusion. And we are exquisitely sensitive to this. It can be easily uh, manipulated. 
and we're always hungry for it. I got an email today that told me I had been selected by a major bank to receive a $200 credit if I would just take advantage of this particular offer. You haven't been selected for that. I was. And just so you know, this is not an obscure, unimportant little bank. This is a major bank. I won't say which one it is because I don't want to be bragging, but it's not the Bank of Canada. It's not the Bank of Mexico. It's somewhere in between those. And they selected me. Now, to not receive this gift of acceptance is to be shamed and uh, to be left aside, to be not wanted. We were having a conversation quite recently. My wife said um, when she first read Kurt Thompson's book, The Soul of Shame, she was thinking, well, this will help me help other people to wrestle with shame. And a couple of pages, it was, oh man, it's me. It's me. We all need acceptance. And then that leads to the next A, if I am paying attention to someone and accepting them, we're told to accept one another just as Christ accepted us. This is Paul in Romans 15, verse 7. Then that leads to affection. Uh, we are to express the fact that we are for people and we value them and we care about them and we like them. We have a deep need to be liked. Um, in middle school, this is kind of the basic message that will get passed in a particular place to that particular special person. Do you like me? Yes, no, maybe. Check one. And we never get beyond this. We never get past middle school. We're asking that question all the time. And of course, part of the good news about our God is our God is an affectionate God. We see with Jesus, he gives nicknames to his friends. He says, no longer do I call you servants, but now I call you my friends. When a man came to him known as the rich young ruler, it says Jesus looked at him and he loved him. And of all five A's, this is the one that is sometimes the hardest for me to believe about God, that God is fond of me. And then uh, that leads to yet another A, and that is our need for appreciation. To be grateful and to receive gratitude from other people is deeply wired into us. That's like why the exercise of uh, expressing gratitude is so powerful, and I try to work at that each morning. And then to appreciate value in others. I was listening quite recently to a story on NPR of a man who grew up in a very religious, very conservative religious background. And because of his sexuality, he experienced a lot of pain and a lot of rejection. He ended up moving, going to New York City. He had no money back in those days. This is maybe 15 or so years ago. But he loved Broadway. He loved musicals. And so he would get standing room only tickets for 20 bucks. It's all he could afford. And after he'd done this for some time, he came out of one show and a guy said, I was looking at you and you look like you appreciated this show more than people in real expensive seats. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you $200 and you have to tomorrow get tickets to see Sweeney Todd and get, get a great seat. And he did and it changed his life. And he went on to tell in this story on NPR, he is now a very successful actor on Broadway himself. But his life was changed because someone looked at him and appreciated how deeply he was appreciating the gifts that were being expressed on that stage. And then appreciation leads to uh, the other A that we all need, David Rico says, and that's allowing. We need to be given permission. We need freedom. We need to be able to take risks. 
We need to have a safe place to say what it is that we genuinely think or feel. And I think about this when God created human beings and then said, uh, now you can exercise dominion. And the idea there is not, I'm going to be in charge for the sake of my ego, but I will be strong and powerful in the creation of the good. I will try to bring good to the earth. I will uh, cultivate grapes for good purposes. Um, I love in the next chapter, Genesis 2, it says, then God brings the animals before the man and the man named them. And whatever name the man gave them, that is what they were called. And I think how at first the man was quite good at coming up with memorable sticky names, dog, cat, lion, tiger. And then you can watch him kind of running out of steam, duck-billed platypus. And I imagine the angel saying to God, really, you're going to go with that one? And God saying, yeah, I kind of get a kick out of it. Let him go ahead. Now, in a dysfunctional organization, um, there's a problem here. And that is, instead of being given freedom and being valued as a person with my own little kingdom, I am manipulated or intimidated or coerced and treated as a cog in the machine and not able to express kingdom. I remember at the church that I used to be at in Chicago, there were sketches the programming team would do of a dysfunctional leader. They, I think his name was Pastor Howitzer. I could say much more about him, but I won't, except that in one sketch, um, he's very excited and he tells to somebody else in his organization, about his idea for a reorg. He shows them, here's the organizational chart of the church, me and everybody else. But he says, last night in a flash of genius, I had a vision for a new org chart. And if you're just listening to this, this is a box twice as big, still just me, and then everybody else in an even smaller little box. Just so you know, this is not an org chart in the kingdom of God. This is not God's org chart. A lot of people think of God that way. The gods were thought of in that way in the ancient world. But Jesus came to tell us of another kind of God with another kind of heart who humbles himself and loves and serves. And, and his will for your life is not that you be confined by a group of rules, but you become a person who is so good that he can just set you free. Dallas Willard would often say about people that God's will for your life is to be able to set you free so that you can do whatever you want to do. Because you will have become the kind of person who wants to do what is good. So, those are the five A's. There's another A I would add to it. We'll talk about in another time. Uh, Rico says that you should not expect to get all those from another person. Nobody, particularly if you're in a romantic relationship, don't expect more than 25% from another person. So I need to look for those in particular from God. God today is watching you and God accepts you. God is very fond of you. God is the God of gratitude and appreciation and God will allow you to live today. So now you're made to count. You know these five A's. Uh, offer them to somebody else today as God leads you. You are made to count. Make today count. See you next time. Thanks for joining us here at becomenew.me. If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me at gmail.com. Or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444.